Man, appreciate everybody for uh, joining me here. Uh, back live again. Make sure I got everything set up here. Uh, I know quite a few folks been asking me, when are you going to do something for the tournament, man? When are you going to do some, uh, give us some takes, take some NCAA tournament breakdown and so forth? So that's what we're here to do, man. But I'm going to help you put a little couple of dollars in your pocket or something like that. You know what I mean? Try to help you out because I know everybody's like, man, I'm betting all over the place. Too. I said, I'm going to bring my dude Kobe Dan up in here, man. So uh, before I do that, let me make sure I throw this out there. Remember to follow along on all social media platforms at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S, hashtag, as you know or should know by now. That, uh, that that's where basketball lives. And make sure that you subscribe, 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 subscribe. I'm like pounding people in the head. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Uh, streaming live right now on Periscope as well as on YouTube as well as on Twitch and on Facebook as well. So appreciate everybody that's checking us out. Um, remember to go and tell a friend. Don't save it for the local barbershops. Don't save it for the local sports bars. Uh, we talk about it all right here on Takes Take the Podcast. So uh, without further ado, let me get my dude up in here, man, because I say, you know what? When it comes down to some money, folks don't play when it comes down to their money. I know folks wouldn't get a little change in their pocket. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament. Pick my dude Kobe's brain a little bit because I know he has been uh, kind of uh, uh, looking forward to coming in and joining us. So let me make sure that I queue him up. He's in the green room right now. There he is. There goes my dude right there. My dude, Kobe Dant, uh, college basketball writer, analyst, podcast host. Um, find him on all social media uh, platforms at the Kobe D, particularly on Twitter. Dude is tweeting all over the place and helping people put money in their pocket. Let them know where you come from, because I did want to queue it up here at the bottom on the ticker. Uh, but let the folks know what you do. I want to give you that opportunity to do so. Uh, I, well, I'm the host of the College Experience podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network and, and part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, we, we handicap every single Division One college basketball, college football game. Besides that, I, I, you know, I'm a stand-up comic, been doing stand-up for over a decade, almost two decades right. now. Um, and, uh, and besides that, uh, yeah, just pretty much picking games and, and talking sports nonstop year-round uh at the college experience so march we, we got march baby i, I look i'm just so delighted <laughs> right now man it's like it's like you used to be uh you know you break up with that 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 really great girlfriend and you didn't you 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 say ah oh, you know i want change and then you hit the road <laughs> and you start seeing other girls and they're all kind of not the, not what you expected and you're like oh what about her come back her? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now we're let's... back yeah, now we're back. Now we're definitely back. And I appreciate you for having me on your plant platform. Uh, on yesterday, we did something on your platform. You guys should go over there and check that out, man. I think it's really awesome. Got a really super dope setup uh, over there as well. Let me start off with this. So we're going to roll this one out there first, just so we can get this all out of the way. Obviously, this year, Duke and Kentucky not playing in the NCAA tournament for, uh, for this year. And... The uh, first time that that has happened since nine. This is the ironic thing. First time that that's happened since 1976, which just also happens to be um, the same year that a team went undefeated. The last time a team went undefeated to win a national championship, that was Indiana. And ironically and coincidental enough, Gonzaga's undefeated this year. Uh, Coach Cal coming out in some of the headlines. Uh, I think it was earlier this afternoon, for a matter of fact, saying, enjoy your time now. Next year's going to come soon enough. What is your takeaway from Cal's comments and just overall of Duke and Kentucky not uh, making the tournament? Well, I mean, uh, I think they need to look, they need to start, you know, updating their ways. It's 2021. The world's changing drastically within our own country uh, for the better, hopefully. And uh, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with the game. I mean, the game is changing, too. And essentially, with the one and dones, uh, if you're not thinking about doing a grad transfer or two, you're seeing the effect all over. Carlick Jones, maybe the best player in the in, in the ACC, you could make that argument. You could, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would agree, but you could make that argument. Uh, Mac McClung, Texas Tech. Uh, I mean, they also have the big man, uh, Santos Silva, uh, the VCU yeah. transfer. Uh, you go through each team, uh, Hauser, Virginia. You, I mean, I know, I don't know, I don't know if he was grad. 
but a lot of times I feel like you're starting to see just a change in the sport and, and you got to get up to date with this. I think certain years, your freshman, yes, you, I think you want to get a great mix. I think Texas tech, uh, the last team they had that went to the, uh, the NCAA championship was a, was a good mix of players. They got the, that kid Mooney, that was a, a, a grad transfer that could shoot the lights out. But they also had uh, thank, Culver. Thank, thanks for the remi- Thanks for the reminder, by the way, on that one. I'm all, I'm only decked out in all my Sparty stuff here, and that was the loss <laughs> in the uh, semifinal game. Thanks, Kobe. Continue. <laughs> but but you see, my point is they had a lottery pick. I'm sorry to do that to you. They had like a lottery pick freshman that was a great that was a great player mixed in with some veterans that they had and then mixed in with the grad transfer because they had a glaring weakness coming into the season. And I think if you're not trying to do that in general, uh, you know, we can sit there and talk about like, like uh, let's bring up your Spartans. I know they're in the, they made it to March Madness, but we know Rocket Watts is, is, is basically a two and they're, they're asking him to play one and they had all off season to really go and get a grad transfer guard. And, and I don't, and it, not to, I think it was a fantastic coach, but I think, you got to get in 2021 and, and yes. there's tons of great mid-major guards out there that would love to be a part of Michigan state, love to be a part of Kentucky, love to be a part of Duke, but they're, I don't know if they're just hard headed and they just aren't getting with the change. But uh, I think that's why you're seeing the struggles at a lot of these, you know, quote unquote blue bloods is, is yes, Texas or um, not Texas, Kentucky. You're great. You get, you get, I think Boston's going to be a player, but at the same time, you know, if if you had mixed in a couple of veterans, I know they got top in the from Rhode Island, but if they had gotten some 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 bigger contributors, they would probably be dancing in March and mixing them in with Boston and some of the other players, some of the the uh, the seniors they had, Sar. Then they probably would be dancing right now, and they probably really would be a problem for a lot of teams. So uh, you know, I, I I don't think the comment is accurate until I start to see. I I don't fear them next year. I mean, I think they're going to be better. But I, I wouldn't say like I mean, if, if I'm Gonzaga or if I'm uh, Baylor, because Baylor, do you, have you looked? Baylor returns almost everybody. Yes. It, Jared Butler is the only senior, I think, and maybe maybe Teague, and uh, and this year doesn't count for eligibility. So that, I'm very curious how that will shake out because I look at the NBA, uh, you know, forecast for the draft, and I don't see these guys. So, as, so I'm like, well, do they go play in, in China or something or Italy? Uh, perhaps because, uh, you know, it's probably a decent paycheck. But at the same time, I could also see them saying, hey, let me have one more year of, of great fun uh, mm-hmm. in a college atmosphere in a college. You know, I know this year has been crazy because you haven't really been on campus for a lot of people. Um, so maybe you want that year where you can still, you know, be be the man on campus and I'm sure have a lot of perks throughout the uh, campus life. So I, 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 I'd kind of laugh at that. I mean, yeah, I think you'll be in the tournament next year and I think Duke will too, but I mean, do I think you'll be better than the likes? I mean, Florida state's bringing in the transfer from uh, K- uh, Mills from, from Houston. Yeah. yeah they're probably going to lose uh, their, their tatted freshman uh, Barnes, but okay. I think they'll be pretty good next year. They got a great recruiting class. You look, you look at other teams. I don't think they're shaking in there. You know, okay, Kentucky and Duke. Good luck. You know what I mean? Like you guys got your work cut out for trying to find the replacements. I know you got freshmen coming in, but you better start thinking outside the box. In my opinion, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I brought Jay Billis on last week on Friday. So I don't know how many days that was ago. Probably five, I guess. I'm not really good at math. If you ask me, was two plus two? I might tell you twenty-two. Uh, but nonetheless. Uh, I brought on Jay Billis last week and I asked him a question that did pertain to what we're talking about, the subject matter. And I say, well, if if COVID is going to be the uh, primary, I wouldn't call it an excuse, but everybody had to deal with it. I mean, granted, yes, COVID did affect, you know, Kentucky, Duke. It affected more than this year. Waco, Texas this year. There was COVID in Spokane, Washington this year. But in the and of course, we're keeping our, uh, our 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 fingers and toes and eyes crossed and everything else uh, that we won't have a similar situation this year as we did with COVID last year. Uh, I'm sorry that we won't have that we will. Let's just to say that we're not much further along, rather, with COVID around this time next year, 365 days from now, entering the 2022 NCAA tournament, and it's very similar to what we're looking at this year. 
Well, should should we have the same expectations for Duke and Kentucky to maybe struggle because they're dealing with the COVID much like this year? And so for that answer, uh, in which, you know, Bill is one of the things that he definitely mentioned was, well, if you look at the NCAA tournament, this is my my Bill is. Well, if you look at the NCAA course of the last handful of uh, years or two, uh, you know, nobody has more NCAA tournament wins collectively than Duke and Carolina. I'm sorry, Duke and Kentucky, uh, regardless of the one and done's uh, way and style that they've gone about doing this whole thing uh, over the course of those years. Nobody has more. Nobody has more, uh, more, more wins, more tournament wins. So I guess maybe it's working for them. And for the rest of that particular answer, feel free to go over there and check out episode number 64. Now, let's get on to the next question that I have here for you. I like this one right here. Let's go with this one. I want you to play a little fill in the blank for me, Kobe Dan. So I'm going to read it aloud to give you a little bit of time to think about it. And then hopefully you can come with a, a pretty cool answer because you follow college basketball as much as I do. If there's even a such thing, I know nobody probably believes that nobody's talking nearly enough about blank. It would surprise everyone else, but not Kobe Dent if this team made a run to the Final Four or won the national championship again. Nobody's talking nearly enough about this team. It would surprise everybody else, but it would not surprise Kobe Dent if they made a run to the Final Four or won a national championship. Who is that team? Fill in the blank. I don't know about the national championship, but Final Four, I'm going to throw UConn in there. I think UConn could be a team. I, I like that. Now, if if they get past Maryland, which I, I was just reading an article that uh, there's some animosity there, which is going to be interesting because uh, I think in that, a Cancun tournament in uh, Mexico a couple years ago, to maybe maybe the last full season we had Hurley and Turgeon and some of the players, there was an interaction or something. So uh, that, that could be a chippy game that we watch. But uh, I like UConn to match up well against Alabama. Now that doesn't mean I could totally see Alabama still winning that game, but I think, I think they could really pull that upset. I, I like their chances in that game. Uh, and then when you look at it, that, that, you know, obviously with, with, with livers out uh, for, for Michigan, I don't think they're the same team. And I think that field is open. I, I actually think the winner of that UConn Alabama game is going to win that field. So I, I think that that would be one. And then, like, you keep going. You know, they're, they've been somewhat young. They haven't been healthy all the year, all year, so they're getting healthier by the day. So they haven't had the the camaraderie, essentially, that, that I think each day it's improving because they've been out. So many players missed time on that roster. So, I mean, you, you start winning a few games. You never know what you can get into. And, and look, you play – if they get to the Final Four and they're playing Gonzaga, stranger things have happened. I mean, look, me and you – I think I was on this show back in like November and I was mm-hmm. saying, Oh, I think Gonzaga is going to fade in the tournament. Well, they got a great bracket. So I don't know how much I want to pick them to fade uh, <laughs> now, now, but at the same time, I, I, I would not shock me if UConn beat them. And, and I'll mention another team that, that I think in, in Gonzaga's bracket, the Oregon ducks. I, and I get it. They just lost to, to Oregon state. I think people might be like, are you, what are you smoking over there, dude? Like they just lost to Oregon state. I, I actually like my teams not winning the conference tournament. Yes. Say it again. Say it again, Kobe Dan. Yes. Teach the I, people. Educate the people. Because you're asking to go on like a 10 or 11 game run, essentially, uh, against great competition, minus maybe the 15 seed or something like that, which would still could be a, you know, a, a test. Uh, you, you, so a team like UConn that lost to, uh, to Creighton in the Big East uh, tournament so I, I actually like that spot. You get a little spot to, to sit back and, and, and what do we do wrong? What do we do right? And then you can make your run. Same with Oregon. I get it. You lost to Oregon State. They've been a weird team. Oregon's been a weird team all year. I had them pick to win the Pac-12 in the preseason. They had some COVID issues and the folly. Dante out for the year, a great big man that would be – the, let me tell you, the Pac-12 and probably that whole, that whole uh, uh, bracket – it's very lucky that Nefali Dante is not available for, for the Ducks, but they got that four scores that can really present problems. I like their chances at beating Iowa in the second round, much like I like uh, UConn's chance. I mean, I actually like uh, Oregon's chances better beating Iowa than UConn beating Bama. But uh, in, if they can get all the way to the Elite Eight and have a, and square off against Gonzaga, now obviously I think I would favor Gonzaga because some of the injuries that Oregon has 
has, you know, uh, still, still facing that will be facing the whole tournament, but wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me because you got three or four scores. LJ Figueroa, the uh, St. John's transfer. The guy can play. E- Eric Williams, the Duquesne transfer. I loved his game at Duquesne. Um, mix those in with Chris Duarte, who's got some killer instinct that I love. I love – that's one of the things you need in March, man. You look at, uh, you know, yes. the, the past couple March Madness, you know, tournaments that we've had, you know, a, a team here or there that has a guy with a killer instinct uh, has been – you know, I, I look at uh, Carson Edwards got Purdue. I mean, against Tennessee, they were going to lose to Tennessee. That guy single-handedly put Purdue on his back and just <laughs> just had a crazy run in the tournament. He almost beat Virginia doing the same thing. That so correct. if you have one of those players, like du- I, I put Duarte in that realm where I think that's a guy that could really go off on you. You know, late in the game, you haven't had a bucket in a while, and next thing you know, Duarte just starts bombing away. And 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 somehow you you end up winning a game you probably shouldn't have. So having that, I think both those teams uh, stand out to me as as teams that could really go far. Uh, well, I'm curious your thoughts on the Ducks because they they they're they're kind of uh, I don't know. It's been a hard it's been hard to get a grasp on them. They started playing much better ball to the end of or in February, but. Uh, in preseason, I was I was really convinced that they were. I mean, well, I guess they still won the Pac-12 regular season title, so I'm looking all right, man. But uh, I'm curious to see how they'll do in the tournament. And I think I. How do you think about like? I'm curious your thoughts on the, the matchup with them in, in Iowa if they if they meet in the second round. Obviously, uh, uh, Oregon's got to get past VCU, and I think they will. But VCU, I, I always love some VCU basketball. The way they play the full court press, they overachieve all the time. Uh, my guy Bones Highlands a player, so. Uh, but I'm curious your thoughts on, yeah, on Oregon's I, I, chances. And- yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that the biggest issue here is going to be not having Infali Dante. Like you said, it's like you've been living in my head rent free. Are you sure you're not taking a peek at the, <laughs> at the, you sure you're not taking a peek at the answer key Kobe Dan? Um, <laughs> uh, but no, when you start talking about LJ Figueroa, one of the more uh, physical uh, that you have in, in college basketball this year, let alone in the NCAA tournament. Um, and while I'm not nearly as huge on them, you start talking about, I don't know sometimes about taking some of these teams that have uh, made runs uh, in the conference tournaments more so when you start talking about going to the NCAA tournament. I feel like I warned somebody about that earlier during the telephone call. So Kobe Dan is just more so confirmation of that. But um, in that same breath, just if we're being fair, you mentioned the UConn Huskies. The last time a team made a run like that uh, was the UConn Huskies, where they won five games in five days in the Big East Conference Tournament and uh, then turned around with Kimba Walker and kept it going and won six straight, totaled it out at 11, won a national championship in 11. I think that was. so, uh, And they're always going to be one of those scary teams like you mentioned. I mean, they probably got more national championships than anybody's and since what 99 or 2000 right up in that range i think they've won four of them yeah. uh so they're, they're definitely one that you never want to count out um but uh they definitely can be a sneaky team coming out of that side of the bracket as well a couple people kind of want to chime in and check in with us here ah uh, there we go let me see if i can fix that there we go uh how about this guy here oh antoine williams deshaun any special ncaa upsets uh on this thursday's games i'll tell you what we're gonna get to that in a second antoine i got one more question i want to get through to kobe dan because i know we're working with very limited time here on the program um but we definitely stay tuned stay right there we're gonna help folks out with their brackets we're gonna help put some mocks and then we're gonna kobe can give some more information on how you guys can be signing up for different things so that you can win even a little bit more chunk of change and put that in your pockets as well so let's go with this up next um let's see where i want to go now with with mr uh kobe dan oh how about this one let's get this out the way early i typically save this for the end of the segment our chalkboard question of the day this used to be a dry erase uh, question of the day, but since I'm so old school, Kobe, I still tuck in my t-shirts. So I'm going old school. We're calling it chalkboard. Chalkboard question of the day in one word. Uh, I guess technically it wouldn't be in one word, but even if you have more than one, which Cinderella team or teams do you think are poised for, 
or uh, round one upsets and even may maybe even make a run to the Sweet 16. What says you? So does this have to be a, a, a higher seed? Are we going? Or is this? Um, I... No, it, it, it doesn't matter. I'm thinking more along the lines of low major or mid major. Um, somewhere in that range. I'm not, I wouldn't really go as far as saying like Georgetown is a Cinderella. I don't want to go that far. I'm thinking more low major, mid major. Um. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I'm going to start off uh, with a pretty obvious one. That's a mid major. I think, I mean, actually I, I hate the fact they got that draw. I'm actually not going to go there. Let's go. Uh, I, I was going to talk about Loyola Chicago, but I, I the fact that they have to play Illinois, if they beat Georgia tech is, that's a brutal draw. Uh, so I'm going to take a shot on the Colgate. Uh, Colgate runs this Princeton offense. They got three guards that have actually had. They actually have played in the tournament before, uh, two years ago against Tennessee in a game they almost won. And that I think was three fourteen or two fifteen, if memory serves me correct. Uh, came down to the final minute or two of that game. Colgate. I, Arkansas has been red hot lately. They've won 14 of 16, I believe, and uh, or 12 of 14 maybe it was. Uh, but I watched them a couple times. I watched them against A&M struggle, and that's one of the worst teams in the SEC. And that was just about a week or two ago. Colgate, actually, I know they've we haven't seen them at, at a conference. That that conference, the uh, they didn't this, they the Patriots did not do that. So. It's tough to fully get a gauge on them, but I, I trust – I like that coach. He's one of Fran Dumfries' old players that uh, he coached with them as well. And uh, and they, they, I just think that they shoot the three so well. They shoot as a team 40%. They got, a, they got like two guys that are close to 50%, if not 51%, that can just gun and light it up. So uh, I like Colgate's chances at pretend – because, look, if they were to beat Arkansas, which I still think – yeah, I get it. Arkansas is playing great, and I can totally see Arkansas still winning that game. But I think it's going to be a close game. And and then after that, Texas Tech or Utah State. I mean, look, Texas Tech's been good in tournament history of late, but they, they struggled to score the ball this year. Utah State's kind of in the same situation where, you know, yes. they've some bigs, but their guard play from a season ago has kind of struggled. Mm -hmm. I could see an easy path to making a little magical run. And then I'll be honest, like I don't, and I'm curious your thoughts here. I know you're, you, you know, you you like Michigan State in the Big Ten, but Ohio State had a hard time getting a full read on Ohio State because they played some games. The Cleveland State game, Cleveland State almost beat Ohio State on their own home court this year. Yep, that is correct. Um, they get Oral Roberts. I think they'll get past there, but I think Florida and Virginia Tech could really upset Ohio State. I think that's a dangerous matchup for the Buckeyes in the second round, whoever wins that Florida-Virginia Tech game. Wouldn't shock me. Would not shock me if Virginia Tech or Florida beat Ohio State. We saw Virginia Tech take down Villanova when they had Gillespie. We saw Florida win at West Virginia. So would not surprise me. So then all of a sudden, let's just let's just throw it up. Let's just say Virginia Tech beats Florida and then somehow beats Ohio State. Well, then you're asking Colgate to beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's still a team that lost to Pitt. They, they lost some, some games they shouldn't have, have, have lost this year. So – you, you can kind of carve out a path of, of craziness and say, oh, whoa, could this really happen with, with, with the Raiders of Colgate? I, I don't, I'm not going to fill sure. it out of my bracket and have them in the, in, in the Elite Eight or anything, but I'm just saying crazier things have happened in March. Another thing is the seeding drop. Remember K-State three years ago with Loyola? Loyola's, mm -hmm. I'm, no, I'm sorry, uh, UMBC. UMBC beat Virginia. UMBC. Okay. Yeah, and then they get the 8-9 winner, which was K-State, and then I believe there was another upset. So K-State got UMBC, and then they got another team that was an upset, like a Cinderella. So they had like a great path to the Elite Eight. Now, I would argue all day they were one of the, the, the eight best teams in the country. Not at all. Not at all. But they got that path. So Colgate's kind of got a, a little bit of a path. I even think even if it's Ohio State they're playing, I mean – I would favor Ohio State. I would probably pick Ohio State on my sheet, but wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me if Colgate if that game's tied up with four minutes left, you know. And anything can happen. It's March, baby. So, uh, what do you think about my Raiders, man? I, and how about this? The the over Arkansas is a great defense. I think they chart in the top twenty in, in college basketball. Ken Palm, but 
I'm curious because they're they're super aggressive defensively, and I think one of the ways to to counterbalance that is the backdoor cuts, the Princeton offense. I think it's it's it could be a little dangerous for them in that defense, even though it's a gr- very good defense. I just could mm-hmm. see Colgate kind of being uh, effective. The way they shoot the three, you're going to have to stay up on them, and then if you fall asleep at the wheel, that backdoor cut action, we've seen it before. Ask UCLA about that. So uh, I don't know. Ca- call me crazy. I, 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 what do you think? No, I'm I'm in agreement with it. Uh, you're talking about a three fourteen matchup. I don't think that's the only three fourteen that's out there. Uh, the other one is uh, which I've been feeling very confident and comfortable about because they've made me. I don't want to speak too loud, but they made me a couple of dollars here and there. It was Abilene Christian all year long? They've made me a decent amount. Let's just put it like that. I don't need none of my family members ringing my phone talking about oh, so so you made so you made a couple of dollars, huh? My- I'm a listening to my some a couple dollars, and I know you got it because you put a little cash down on Abilene Christian. You ain't think I was watching and paying attention. Um, but no, I mean, the, the, the unfortunate part for them there is that you know, obviously, they got the Texas draw, but the other one, the big one for me is the is the um, the uh, the 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 13 the 13 format that's that's the one that popped up off the page, and you well, know, you would just like a sore thumb, you know. UNC Green. Let, let, let me let me tell you something about this kid. Let me tell you about something about this kid, Isaiah Miller. If he's <laughs> not the most athletic guy in this tournament, he's certainly in the top five to ten, guaranteed, hands down. But I'll say this much: I saw him for the first time. He played in the backcourt with Ashton Higgins at Newton High School here in suburban Atlanta, uh, and that was the first time that I ever seen Zion Williamson with my own two eyes and they played each other. Now, granted it was a lopsided victory for, uh, for Newton high school. Um, not just because they were the, you know, got two really good division one players on their, in the backcourt, but also because, you know, not, you see Zion's team in high school, not on AU in high school. Uh, not only did they look like they were 12 years old, but they played like they were 12 years old. Um, but you know, and, and Zion put in some work and so forth, but Isaiah Miller just kind of stole the show with some highlight reeling dunks and, and so forth. And they're going to be a really tough team, but I, I still, at the end of the day, the one that popped up off the page to me was Ohio. I think that they're going to be the team that goes oh, to yeah. the sweet 16, the last of, uh, the last 13 seed to go to the sweet 16 was Ohio. If you don't remember anybody else's name, and I say this somewhat facetiously, if you don't Remember, if you don't remember anybody else's name, if there's anybody that can make a Steph Curry ish, not saying he's going to be him or that they're going to uh, achieve the same things that Davidson did. But if, the, if, if they're going to do it, this guy, Jason Preston, he is for sure the real deal. They were the last team to uh, go to the Sweet 16, uh, being the Ohio Bobcats as a 14 seed. We could do this over and over and over again. I want to get into uh, a couple of the other things because I. People pouring let me ask you this though. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. I think the three fourteens, with the exception, well, even now that I'm here in Kansas, might have some more players out with COVID. Uh, I think the three fourteens are more dangerous than the uh, than the five twelves, or you know, I really do. I really do I this so year. Think- I do. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted to state. Uh, uh, now, now, yeah, now no we can worries. carry on. No, it's all good. I. Definitely agree with that. When you start talking about Abilene Christian, when you start talking about Colgate, um, you know, when uh, we say 314. So I'm not so sure about Kansas necessarily, uh, but, you know, with them having a thin front court without having David, oh, I'm McCormick, sorry. who is essentially. I, I meant 413. I meant 413. 413. I, I bought no that. worries. My no apologies. Worries. No, no, yeah. Not a worry in the world. No apologies necessary. Let's go into some of these questions because I know a couple people were chiming in and had some questions and things like that. Uh, Antoine came with another question about Syracuse, and we'll get to that. But I want to help some of these people get a couple of their bail, get a couple of their bills paid. Uh, actually, you know what? It's not really me helping the folks getting their bills paid. It's through me, I guess, in a roundabout way. But we're going to go to Kobe Dant for that. We're going to go with some spreads. Let's go with uh. Let's go with some spreads. I want Kobe Dant to be able to give me the best one game spread from each from each region. I think first let's go with the Midwest region um, where you have I think that's Illinois as the number one seed. Let's go with the Midwest region and uh, see if we can pick the brains of Mr. Kobe Dant a little bit. 
who would you say is the best option at a spread in that Midwest region? Which game would that be for the first round? You know, I'm proud. You know, unfortunately, Liberty's had a good season for the past couple yes, of years. They have. They have. And, and they got a horrible draw because OK State shouldn't be a four. They should not be a four. I think it's a bad matchup for Liberty. Now, let me see. I want to see if this line has moved some. I'm going to pull that up. It opened up at minus eight. I'm seeing it at minus seven and a half uh, at DraftKings. Uh, I even see six and a half out there. That means the money's coming in on Liberty. Give me OK State to win by 10 or 12. What do you think about that? Mm, interesting. And I still kind of I still kind of like Liberty a little bit there. The last time an NCAA tournament was played, they weren't expected to. They ended up winning a the game. They still got some players that returned from that team. And I think that with Oklahoma State, there's a lot of talk about Cade Cunningham. Listen, Oklahoma State is one of those teams that, and, and hear me out when I say this, and I made this similar comparison when I was talking about Jason Preston in Ohio uh, and, and the whole Steph Curry-Davidson type deal. If there's a team in this tournament that reminds me so much of the 2003 Syracuse team. Now, let me pump my brakes because – I'm not saying that they're as good as that Syracuse team, Oklahoma State. I'm not saying that they're going to achieve all the same things as that Syracuse team, Oklahoma State. But just having that one player that can make a huge difference. This isn't football. Basketball, you just need one player. He can turn everything around for you. This is a team that could definitely do that. Now, this is the same team that could also lose in the first round. Liberty, <laughs> is, a, Liberty is a really good basketball team. They but, pushed Purdue, Purdue to the, the brink uh, out the gates this year. They beat Mississippi State. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so they can play. That's they can tough. play. I just thought, bat, uh, what a horrible break for them, getting getting uh, Oklahoma yes. State as a four. Look at the other fours. You get any of the other fours, you're thinking, hey, this is a live dog. Uh, yeah, for sure. Just a brutal break. Brutal break for them. Um, I, I also want to touch on this same, same side of, of uh, the bracket here. I think Moorhead State, this line opened up West Virginia minus 10. West Virginia hasn't been able to blow out many teams this year. I mean, they beat Iowa State by four just not that long ago. I feel like they 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 struggled. They uh, they beat Western Kentucky, who got Bassey and some players, but uh, I think by six they struggled against some other teams too. Where they got they won, but they didn't win by much. And uh, here we are. This line has moved to twelve and a half. So West Virginia. Giving away 12 and a half to Moorhead State. I, I, I don't know that anyone's ever watched Moorhead State play, but I have, and I'm pretty sure you have. They got some guards. They, and that's another thing. Bob Huggins. Look, and I like West Virginia. I, I like I just, this is his best scoring team he's ever had, I think, as a head coach. And but the defense isn't as good as traditionally. I know sometimes press Virginia, they try to do that full court press. I'm gonna be interested to see if they do it in this game because I think Moorhead State has the guards to break that thing. So sure. I'm going to take the points in the Eagles to get that thing. I think West Virginia survives. But 12 and a half, give me the Eagles. Give you the Eagles with the 12 and a half. And just in case just in case the people that are watching in case the homies think that we just up here woofing and fronting and flexing and blowing smoke, let them know what those what what what, 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 what I can't remember what you said above 500 over the last few years. How, explain that what? to the people. I want them to know that we're working with the real deal with Kobe Dan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, look, we at the College Experience and the Sports Gambling Podcast, we handicap every single game in sports, really, in major sports. But for me specifically at the College Experience, I handle uh, uh, I, every single Division One college basketball and college football game for four years. Me and my two co-hosts that join me often, uh, over 500, picking every game. Every game, picking every, every – that's game. harder than I think you, you, people will, will let on. But then our locks percentage is way over 500. So uh, you get, we give all of that for free on a spreadsheet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So check it out. But also, uh, yeah, we've, we, every year, every year. And I'll be honest, this year in football with those COVID players, man, where they don't – it's not like pro football where they release injury reports for – I mean, shit, I was picking teams that you find out on the day when after they kicked off. Oh, they're down 34 players and six coaches. You know what I mean? So it was a struggle, but we still made it happen through that. Still. Still above 500. Still above 500, man. That was – and there was a point at like week eight where I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I still got it over 500. It wasn't the best year for me. But, I mean, how could you forecast that, man? I mean, so many know, teams seriously. played for the financial benefit. I mean, teams – I remember one game where I took, I think, Kansas State. They, they, they put in the fourth string – they started the fourth string quarterback because the first three had COVID. 
I was like, mm-hmm. damn, I would have loved to known this information prior, mm-hmm. but there's no injury report. You know, I've already done a podcast on this. I, you know, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive enough all within itself. Let's move on to the best spread that you see in the East region. East region being Michigan as a one seed. I think Alabama's a two seed there. Uh, Texas has a three. Uh, with Florida State as a four. What are the ads that you see within the East region itself? You know, I, I, I like, I mean, I, I do like UConn to beat Maryland. I know that spread isn't outrageous. Uh, I think, let me see if that thing's moved. Uh, the last I saw, I think it was UConn minus one and a half. But hang on, let me just make sure I'm 100% right. Because these, these lines are moving left and right, guys. So um, where is this game at? Anyway, I like I like that one. I'm struggling. To, okay, it's, it's now uh, UConn. I'm seeing it minus three. I see. I do see a two out there, though. So the money is coming in on UConn. Okay. I still think that's the play. I understand it's chippy. I didn't realize the history that they, they had uh, almost getting into a fight uh, about uh, two in the past like year and a half. So uh, not sure that's, I remember that's that. Okay. Angle. That's an interesting angle. But but I, I also love the Greensboro catching eleven. UNC Greensboro catching 11. I think Florida State, we saw Florida State lose to a UCF. We saw Wake Forest take them into overtime recently. Mm-hmm. I, I think UNC Greensboro can keep this thing close enough. Now, Florida State still might get the win, but 11? Give me the 11 in Greensboro, man. And I'm tempted. You know, I grew, uh, I grew up in Washington, D.C., so maybe my heart's too involved with this. But I'm tempted to take my, my, my Hoyas getting five and a half against the Buffs. What do you think about those? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're I, asking I like me to. They're asking me to throw a lot of money down. No, seriously, I was gonna say. I mean, that, that's one that I just have to take. I like George Tunnel. With listen, they're on a roll, and that's not to be confused with some of the other teams that are on a roll right now in one conference tournaments. But will look totally different, ironically, out of nowhere. Uh, once the NCAA tournament rolls around, I think that they got the perfect draw as a 12 seed talking about the Georgetown Hoyas, and I think that they're going to find a way to cover that. How about my boy TJ Reeves checking us out? Of course, that's kind of how we, in a roundabout way, kind of met, talking about can they win outright. I'm going to need TJ Reeves to circle back around for me and, uh, and, and let me know exactly which game it is that he's talking about as we're moving forward now to uh, another region. Because... Uh, Kobe Dance helping us pay all the bills. He's getting phone bills, paid for a little gas money in their pocket, so on and so forth. Uh, let's go on to, um, let's see, we just finished the East region. Let's go to the South region where you have Baylor as the number one seed, Ohio State as the number two seed. In that South region, who are some of the best spreads that you see out there right now? I, I love uh, a few of these ones. I actually am not buying the hype on Winthrop. I, 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 this number, it keeps me. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think they're good, but, but I, I, I think Villanova's bigs have a huge advantage in this game. And, uh, I, and I understand, look, no Gillespie, they've been beat up. They've lost three of four, I think, but, uh, Nova still has Jay Wright. And I, I'm a Jay Wright guy. This line is down to minus six, six and a half. Shop around for this one. I, I just think, look, Winthrop's a, cute, a great story, but six, Nova? They got bigs that are just going to destroy these guys. I like the guard play of Winthrop, but still, <laughs> I, I, give me give me Villanova to win by ten points in this game. Uh, it might be it might be close late, but I think the Wildcats will get it done. And then uh, I actually like a few across the board here on this. I like uh, Texas Tech minus minus I think what was it four and a half? Let me double check this one too. See if see if we've had some movement here on the Texas Tech one. Utah State. I liked their team a lot last year, and unfortunately, you know, they won the, the, the Mountain West a season ago, but some of those guards graduated. This team's got some bigs, and, and that's the compelling matchup here is their bigs. Uh, Texas Tech's a guard-friendly team. They only have one big, really, in Santos Silva. So, so there, there is a chance, okay, if you get, get it into the bigs of Utah State, mm-hmm. perhaps they can do something. But Texas Tech minus four and a half, DraftKings Sportsbook, that's my play. Uh, I, I like Texas Tech. I think they're just too athletic, and especially I think their guards are going to eat up the Aggies' guards. So uh, give me give me Texas Tech as as my favorite. Those are my two favorite plays there. But I, I got to be honest, I kind of like a lot in this. I like Colgate in the points. I like uh, I like Purdue minus the points. So um, 
that this bracket would probably be my favorite as far as the spreads go. This side of the bracket. We got one last one for you before we start looping back onto a couple of the questions before we get up out of here. Unfortunately, up again, I got about five minutes or so left with you. Make sure that we throw this guy out there with all of his good information because this dude is the real deal. This is my guy right here, Kobe Dan, NCAA college basketball writer, analyst, podcast host. Make sure you go and follow him. The whole Kobe is at the key. Let's throw this one last one out here uh, for the people in the West region. That's where you have the Gonzaga. You know what? Ironically enough, somebody asked me a question on a on um on a, on a whole different platform. You know, what do you think about what what, what were the disappointments or what were some of the bigger surprises that you saw? How about the fact that the top four seed, with the exception obviously being Gonzaga as the number one seed, played all of the other three top seeds in that particular uh, region, all Iowa in the uh, earlier in the season. They played the number uh, three uh, uh, seeded Kansas already earlier in the season, as well as Virginia beat all those guys like a Bob Ross paintbrush for crying out loud. That's crazy enough within itself, if you ask me. Some of the best spreads that you see in the West region, Kobe Dent, go for it. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I mean, it doesn't make a lot. Of, normally, they try to avoid that. So I was kind of confused at how, how that shook out like that. But uh, I would say uh, the the top ones I like in the West, as far as spreads go, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go Oregon. Like, uh, and I'm a VCU fan. Not not that far away from from where I grew up. I mean, an hour's distance. I've always liked their their program. But at the same time, I think Oregon just has too much firepower. I think that that they have a coaching advantage. I think they have just an athletic advantage, and they got just too many scoring answers. And I don't think VCU has that those options. And I'm trying to get you the current line on this right now. Um, it's a Friday night game, I think, the last one. Uh, or sorry, time. Saturday Take night. Every, they pushed everything a day, and it's been messing with me the whole the whole time. But um, I am seeing this line at Oregon minus five and a half. So in five, I see a five out there too. The money's coming in on VCU actually, which I love to be on the other side of the money. Um, that means Vegas. Okay. That Vegas is Vegas for a reason, guys. Um, so, uh, give me the ducks here. And, uh, I, I love that play. I like Ohio in the points you touched on it. I like Ohio sprinkle some on the money line. I'm, I agree with you, Virginia. What's the, what's the story on teams after COVID they've been horrible this year. Haven't been able to practice. Uh-huh, yes. so That's true. Give me the Bobcats. Virginia, believe it or not, being one of those teams that are not going to be able to travel, let alone practice and uh, in, in getting in all the way into Indianapolis uh, until Friday, not even arriving until Friday, let alone able to practice until Friday, not even knowing who will or won't be able to play probably by that time. I'm not sure. Um, I think I have one last one for you, and it doesn't have anything to do with that. Uh, somebody actually chimed in on some of the questions. Quite a few people did, and I'm not going to be able to, unfortunately, to get to everybody, but I want to try and make this one as quick as possible because I did make a promise to this guy right here, Antoine Williams checking in shared a bunk bed with this guy a time or two not on the weird tip but he's my older brother so i'll just leave that at that uh question could syracuse sneak into the final four or do you doubt it and i think he's asking because if i'm under the impression and understanding or overstanding this correctly to win the national championship they had syracuse locked in at like a plus 4500 or something crazy like that what says you on syracuse maybe getting to the final four even if not necessarily the national championship because they're always right there on the bubble it's always wacky with those guys well well i think i think their last final four appearance was when they uh when they were the last four in which was almost the case in, mm-hmm. in this scenario i i actually think it should have been the case in this scenario but um it is what it is they're in and uh, do I think they can make the Final Four? I have my doubts. Um, I don't think they're nearly as athletic as the team that went uh, to the Final Four before. Uh, I actually have them losing out the gates to San Diego State, man. I'll be honest. I think that's a game. I could be a game. I could be wrong on that one. But I, I definitely don't think that they get past uh, West Virginia after that. But um, So I think for them to go, so they got to take down San Diego State, West Virginia, and then uh, Houston, or, or I mean, yeah, I think Houston's going to beat Rutgers or Clemson. So I, I really think they have zero percent chance, man. I'm sorry, I, I don't think they have a shot. I, like I think all three teams are much better than Syracuse, but 
hey, stranger things have happened. I've been very wrong before in life. Uh, so what the hell do I know besides me being over 500? I just got to tout myself a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'll take San Diego State to win that game, and then I'll take West Virginia to win that game, and then I'll definitely take Houston to win that game. But, hey, go go Orange, man. Hey, you know, people – have there's a reason why you know the woman at your office job is going to win the tournament bracket you know what i mean like it, it, as much as we cover this thing you know sometimes you overcover it and it's sometimes yeah. you know, it's better to just throw, throw the darts at the wall man so may, maybe you got something <laughs> i'm sorry to tell you like that <laughs> real, real real quick with this much time left real quick let me ask you this are you a one bracket guy or are you a multiple bracket guy uh, well, I'll do the same bracket in a few different fields, if that makes sense. So like, do I have more than one bracket okay. going? Of course, but it's the same bracket because it gets too confusing gotcha. and it's like playing fantasy football. All these people ask me <laughs> to play fantasy football. Next thing you know, I got the whole league. I got the whole league. And I'm like, well, I'm rooting against one of my guys in one game. I can't do that. It drives me crazy. Sure. So stick to my guns. Who's in, who's in your final four? My final four, which uh, on my bracket. Subject to change. Think, we got up until change. Thursday. Okay. I don't think it's going to change, but you know, okay. this, it's, I don't get a lot of sleep these nights, man. Uh, I got Gonzaga, okay. unfortunately, because welcome I to think. The, welcome, 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 welcome to the party, by the way. Don't get much sleep. Welcome to the party. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going Gonzaga. I'm going to take a shot on UConn. I know no one's seeing that one. Give me Gonzaga, UConn, and I am gonna take a shot on. Uh, I'm gonna take a shot on West Virginia. I've been battling whether I want West Virginia, Houston, or Oklahoma State. I think everyone's got the Illini in, and I was bullish on the Illini all year, but for some reason it, it never goes the way everyone thinks is gonna happen. So, and then give me Baylor. That's my final four. I, I think everyone's fading Baylor now. I like mm -hmm. their matchup against either North Carolina or Wisconsin. I think they're going to win that game. I like their matchup against Purdue. I think so. And then, and then the I don't more, trust Ohio one of the more, State. Uh, intriguing matchups. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't hear you uh, coming in there. But uh, and then Ohio State. I, I like Purdue or I like Baylor's bracket. So uh, that's my four. I, I took some gambles there, but I think uh, the biggest gamble, obviously, being. UConn a seven seed in the final four, but I, I kind of like my chances. Who's cutting them down, Kobe? Who's standing on the ladder with the shears, the sharp scissors in hand, with the with, with the net hanging around their neck and just holding it up? Who is that team? Who's going to be cutting down the nets winning the national championship? It's got to be Gonzaga, right? I can't do it because I've been saying all year that they can't, that they're not going to do it. So I, I got to stick to my guns a little bit. Give me Baylor with the upset on Gonzaga in the national championship. I'm going somewhat chalky on the top two seeds. My dude, Kobe Dent, man, listen, thank you so much for, for, for coming in and, and, and joining me, dude. I know we got to do this again, hopefully sometime soon, maybe sometime next week, see what some of that availability looks like for you. That'll be opening up as well. Uh, but I just can't wait until we have that opportunity to put some more of these episodes together and so forth. Remember to go and check them out, man. Kobe Dan, NCAA college basketball writer, analyst, podcast host. Remember to give him a follow on all social media platforms, particularly, particularly on uh, on Twitter at the Kobe D at the Kobe D. Give them a shot one more time at where they can go and check out the podcast, the college experience and so forth, where they can be placing their bets and getting all this good information, the podcast and everything else. Yeah, uh, I got the college experience podcast, the sports gambling podcast, all of our picture at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get over there and uh, also check out Bet SGPN. Uh, once you go to sports gambling podcast, you'll see it right away for the best way to bet with us guys. So do all those things. Uh, we got you covered. We're previewing every single college basketball game in the tournament. Uh, each a podcast for every single game uh, on the college experience. So subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, yeah, and let's enjoy this March. Happy March Madness, guys! Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, we finally got. I mean, knock on wood. I saw those referees go to the same the same restaurant and get in trouble for, you know, everyone. Just follow the rules. Follow the rules.
don't take the don't take the uh, what what are they 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 got some type of tracker on these players. Don't, look, don't even order pizza. I don't know how you're gonna eat. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, you might have to be chewing on your fingers and biting your fingernails all night long. But if, if, if you could trade that in for a national championship, I got a good feeling that a lot of them would do it. Kobe D, appreciate you for joining me, my brother. Thank you so much, man. Have a good one, guys. Sure thing, don't mention that was my dude, Kobe D. So I hope that he assisted as much as he possibly could and helped everybody out with getting some bills paid and help you fill out your bracket and gave some good, useful information, some things that were beneficial for you. Uh, remember to go and follow along on all social media platforms at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. You know that that's where basketball lives. Don't save it for the local sports bar. Don't save it for the local barbershops. We give you a voice here. Appreciate everybody for chiming in and asking questions and leaving comments. I'm sorry I couldn't get to everybody. But if you circle back around here really, really soon at 6.30 p, that is Eastern Standard Time, on tonight, Rico Beard, who follows and covers, uh, definitely covers basketball. We're going to preview that game in the first four with their matchup coming up less than, what, 48 hours away or roughly somewhere right around that range against another 11 seed in UCLA. Talk about a battle of uh, tradition and just historic blue blood programs and so forth. We're bringing him on. That's tonight. We don't have to wait for another 24, 48 hours. That's tonight. That's going to be at 630 P Eastern Standard Time. Following him, the very last one of the evening, 7 o'clock P Eastern Standard Time. My dude, Ken Shagira, from, uh, who covers Georgia Tech. We heard about the, uh, uh, the COVID uh, outbreak uh, there within uh, the, the, the Georgia Tech party, if you will. Uh, so we're trying to get to the bottom of that. Get some good information. You can get that right here to get a really good feel so that when it does come to that, I don't know what to do with that 8-9 matchup between Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. What's the COVID protocol? What's the deal? What's all happening with Georgia Tech right now? Ken Segura is going to fill us in. He covers Georgia Tech men's basketball and um, uh, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So circle back around. Go get yourself. Make yourself a drink. Go fix something to eat. Do whatever you're going to do. Come back and join us here on the platform, uh, 6.30 p. Eastern Standard Time, starting with Rico Beard. Appreciate everybody for subscribing. Remember, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody where you can find the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast that's none other than Tate's Take, where basketball lives. Find it anywhere you find your favorite pod in a minute.